Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Empire State Conservatives Podcast, episode 115. It is me, your host, Evan Witt, the All-American Conservative, Solomon Tack, here to tickle your political pickle and expose leftist derangement. We are dedicated to bringing you the best in conservative commentary, bringing you real conservative voices and candidates, and ending the leftist occupation of our country. Tack, good to see you guys. If you haven't already checked out our last few episodes, we had some great guests. We had Professor Giordano of Suffolk Community College. We had Moshe Hill, who is a Daily Wire contributor. And we had the infamous Ricky Rebel, who is just a complete badass. If you have not seen that interview, it is absolutely incredible, guys. But Tack, good to see you. A lot to dive into today. If you haven't seen the Project Veritas video, guys, you are living under a rock. So if you don't know what Project Veritas is, I'm not getting into it. Essentially, what they do is they do undercover reporting. So they get insiders who work inside of CNN, ABC, places like this, and they have people wear cameras and they get undercover video of people basically saying insane leftist nonsense. And they've all been brushed off by um, much of the left. Uh, If you go on their Wikipedia, they're put as a misinformation campaign, which isn't true. Because if we saw what they had from ABC, it was the hot mic directly from ABC. Mm -hmm. This is stuff directly from the source. So the left, as always, will try to diminish them because they are right wing. But these people are 100% legit. And most recently which is terrifying if you really think about it. The people in the Bernie Sanders campaign have talked about burning down cities. If Bernie doesn't get the um, nomination, they've talked about, you know, re-education camps for Trump supporters. And, you know, it's just, it's really insane. So this guy, Kyle Jurek, is the guy who they caught on camera. He is the Iowa field organizer for the Sanders campaign. And I'm going to read you a few quotes from him right now. And then Tack and I will discuss, but, This is truly disturbing stuff that this person is working. This isn't, you know, oh, someone said that they were a fan of Bernie Sanders and they shot up a congressional softball game, which happened. Or, you know, they were just a fan of someone and they attacked Trump supporters, which is also happening. This is someone who is directly employed by Bernie Sanders, who has been paid over $11,000 by this man who is talking about this stuff. So one of the things that he said was he was ready to walk into MSNBC studios and drag those mother effers out by their hair and light them on fire in the streets. He also said that liberal Democrats, so remember, Bernie Sanders is a communist. So by saying liberal Democrats, not even right-wingers, should be placed in gulags or be put to death. And he said, liberals get the effing wall first. He also said, well, I tell you what, in Cuba, what did they do to reactionaries? You want to fight against the revolution? You're going to die for it, mother effers. This is exactly what Bernie Sanders represents. He represents communists. He is a communist. This dude's been a communist for 30 years. And this is the type of people that are supporting him. They always talk about Trump being, you know, inspiring hate. Bernie Sanders is actually inspiring people to threaten to beat up cops and burn cities to the ground if he doesn't get a nomination in an election. Tack, like, come on. What the hell is going on here? Well, while I tickle people's political pickles, I have to say that I feel the burn deep down in my gulag. And you need to go see a doctor. <laughs> I can't say that it doesn't feel good. At least to know that, that he has people that is this crazy and insane working for him. This is exactly what communism is. And communism is a political ideology that, uh, it, it introduces people to class warfare and it always has to have somebody that's willing to 
fight against something or fight a, against a particular notion. So if I see you have something that I don't have that makes me feel like you're richer than I am, I have to bring you down to my level, not work to get to your level. And that's pretty much what Bernie Sanders stands for. Uh, I don't know if you remember that quote from Maxine Waters, where she said that the government needs to take control of all of the oil companies. Completely insane (laughs) nonsense. I mean, you had Bernie Sanders talking about how bread lines are good because you line up and you get food. And in some countries, rich people get the food and poor people starve. What country is he talking about? In America, which is, the, I think, the best the part USSR. of America, the food waits for you. You get to decide when you go get food. You get to decide how much of that food you buy based on how much money you have and how much food you want to buy that day, as opposed to the government deciding how much food you get, which is what a breadline is. This guy is completely insane. He is a full-blown communist. This is not socialism anymore. Socialism and communism are essentially the same thing. The difference is you vote your way into socialism, and communism is usually done through a revolution. Bernie Sanders is trying to push communism on America, and his supporters understand this. And I think that's the that's part about it that's really frightening is that the voters understand exactly what Bernie Sanders is, but his followers are so insane. And the fact it's that they're democratic already, socialism. Right. They're already talking about riots. This guy's talking about riots. He goes, he's. You're like, we're going to make 1978 look like a goddamn, what was it? I forgot what exactly what he said, but at first it was 1968 um, when the riots in Milwaukee, it, was, it might have been Milwaukee. But this dude is insane. He's talking about them going fighting the police over a political nomination. This The ideology that they are pushing where the government is controlling everything is the most un-American piece of crap I've ever heard in my entire life. The fact that anyone would even consider voting for Bernie Sanders is extremely disturbing, and it is one of the most un-American things you could possibly do. And Elizabeth Warren is pure trash. And if you Mm -hmm. put a gun to my head and said you had to pick one of them, I'm picking Warren because Bernie Sanders is a straight-up communist. Communist. He is communism. (laughs) The definition of communism. You cannot deny that he backs actual class warfare, that he's he sits up there. I heard him make a speech earlier as I'm doing research on this guy for for History 101. And um, he said that he wants to get rid of religious bigotry. What was the first move that Stalin did when he got into office in Russia? They got rid of religion. Exactly. There's no more religion because the government is your new religion. So what do you do? Like, what's the definition of religious bigotry? It's, I mean, somebody... it's any, anything he doesn't like. But that's how they operate. That's how the left is operating now. And this is the scary part is that they are pushing stuff that Bernie is pushing. They're just not going full communism yet, which is horrifying because this is a guy who is who has praised the Soviet Union for their subway system and for their youth programs. Meanwhile, they commit, you know, human rights violations, the kidnapping people in the street who speak out against the government. He was pushing Venezuela right before the collapse. Talk about how amazing Venezuela was. Like this guy is 150 years old and he's living. He is honestly, he lives in his own world and I get it because he's a crazy person and he's always been a crazy person. But the fact that he has momentum now is the scary part. Mm -hmm. He has people like Kyle Jurek, who's a nutcase, 
backing him and willing to push violence on his behalf. And things like Antifa, who people are finally waking up to, which is disgusting. The fact that the left was denying the existence of Antifa for the longest time is horrific. But these are people who are willing to use, you know, anti-fascist. They use fascist tactics in order to silence speech that they don't like. And this is something a jury has also said. You talk about free speech. Well, what about hate speech? Dude, free speech is not just speech that you like. And this is what they don't get. It's their way or, or death. That's what they're pushing right now. That's what this dude is pushing. It's not everyone in the Sanders campaign. But this is, again, someone who works for Bernie Sanders. Well, not, not anymore. Um, but this is someone who worked for Bernie Sanders up until this video came out. And he is pushing violence, actual violence, against anyone who is not down for communism. That should scare people, and it should scare the left more than the right, because the right, we're the ones who own all the guns. People on the left want to get rid of all the guns, and you have people on the left who are pushing this message. It should scare the hell out of you. So, talking about uh, the kids, right? And they had that re-education campaign in the USSR. Bernie's most love <laughs> aspect. He went on his honeymoon there. Is he, uh, Kyle said that people need to be re-educated to learn how not to be fascist. So you no, have a... You, use fascism to teach people <laughs> to not be fascist. Um, and then Bernie Sanders with the whole free college and all that other stuff. We know that if you, pay, if you had a child and you paid your child's cell phone bill and your, your child pissed you off, are you able to take that cell phone from them because you pay that bill? Yep. So if, your you have, if, if you have the government educating you and paying for your education, you don't think they're going to teach you what they want you to know? It's their money. It's legitimately their money going toward your education so that they can make themselves, they can mask whatever they're doing, whatever history they don't want you to know, because they're the ones paying for it. They're going to re-educate you into their robots. And that's what people don't get. And that's exactly, I promise you, it's happened with every other communist. It's exactly what Bernie Sanders is going to push. I mean, but that's the biggest issue is that the left, the, you know, the normal Democrats, as much as their ideology is completely flawed, the big government ideology is completely flawed. There are moderate Democrats in terms of normal people. In terms of politicians, there might not be any left. But in terms of actual people, there are moderate Democrats. And most of them are people who don't understand why they're Democrats. They just vote Democrat because they go, oh, well, I like, I want to help minorities and gay people. And I think that's how you do it, by voting Democrat and making the government do it all. But, you know, besides the fact that their ideology is completely flawed, flawed, these are not insane people. You now have people on your side who are completely insane. They're bad people on both sides. But anyone who is pushing full-blown communism is a nutcase. That is a... That's a pure fact. You can't dispute that. Communism has never worked. It has always failed. The Soviet Union, which was a world superpower, collapsed unto itself because of communism, because it cannot be sustained. And you have people that say, well, nobody's ever instituted full-blown communism. Well, if nobody's ever instituted full-blown communism, I don't want to know what full-blown communism looks like, because even a portion of it has fucked up countries. So... For those of you who don't know, the lie that real communism or real socialism has never been tried 
is because they claim that socialism and communism is when the workers control the means of production and the workers own all the public um, entities and companies. And essentially what they mean is that the government controls it because you can't divide up an oil company into 300 million shares. That's not the way it works and give everyone an equal say. It, that's completely impossible. I work in education. First of all, let's break it down even smaller, right? I worked in a pretty small police department. No one wanted to work a rotating shift, meaning three days of days, three days of evenings, and three days of overnights. No one wanted to do it. You could not get less than 40 cops to agree <laughs> to work dedicated shifts. That's less than 40 people. You could not get them to agree on it. You think you're going to get 300 million people to agree how to run an oil company? Yes. How to distribute food? You're insane if you think true communism could ever even be close to implemented. Communism and socialism are dictatorships. That's how they work. That's how they are run. Communism was invented by some bum who never worked, who was probably... I'm not even going to say it. I'm not even going to say it. We all know exactly what he was. It's a it's a word that you know we get we get shadow banned for using. Um, just pick whichever mental disability you want, and that's what Karl Marx was. He was a piece of garbage. He died broke. Never had a job. Never did anything worth anything. He is literally a definition of a first year college student, but he was like 60 years old when he wrote the Communist Manifesto. That's how pathetic Karl Marx is. And anyone who who idolizes that piece of trash is ignorant. And I'm I'm not even going to say the other word. Don't you know that if you just push push yourself to the side and worry about the good of the people, we can all get it done. That's all you need to do. in the history of the world we have done more for this world than any other country and we are capitalist it's not it's colonialism that's the issue in this world right now <laughs> don't you know we killed all the brown people there's none left it's our yeah. it's our fault yet somehow colin kaepernick is still walking around <laughs> we're not advocating for violence against anyone <laughs> but it's I love really you, colin ridiculous kaepernick. it's it's And I've said it once, I've said it a million times. It's a fantasy world where communism is actually really good. No, communism is immoral. Communism has never, has always been tried. It's been tried a million times. It has never worked. It always fails. It will never work. It will never succeed because it goes against human nature. It goes against all nature. All nature is competition. Communism eliminates competition. It eliminates that drive to improve yourself because guess what? Everyone else is going to take care of me, and the government's going to take care of me. It's, it's com- oh, God, it, it will never work. This fact that they keep pushing this real socialism, it's garbage. It's garbage. It's pure trash. Mm-hmm. It is. It is. Uh, unfortunately, you know we have socialist programs anyway. Even though we live in a mainly capitalist society, we still have EBT and, and whatever else. Is Which we there. need to eliminate. <laughs> End welfare, please. <laughs> But the fact behind it, and I I believe people fall on hard times, but you are not entitled to the government giving you any kind of help. That's just one of those things that the government is like, okay, here, I'm sorry, you get this. If the government's going to do that, 
You can't have people that are considered lifers taking advantage of these government programs. You can't have people that's on it 20, 30 years, generationally. You have people who have their grandmother was on it or their great-grandmother was on it, and four or five generations down, they're still using government assistance, living in the same projects that they've been living in for generations, entire families. This is the the issue when it comes to government dependency, and that's what's one of the things that's going to drag this country down if we keep allowing it to expand on government programs. There has to be a cutoff point. And well before Bernie Sanders is that cutoff point. Obama was the cutoff point. We have to start shrinking down. And that's that's one of the answers. And that's what people don't want to get. They don't want to understand it. They want you to literally tickle their pickle and, and freaking lift them up using big daddy government. And it's impossible because if the government fails, everybody fails financially. But this is the issue. We've seen it a million times. The problem is the culture. When you replace the family unit with the government, everyone looks to the government for help. That's the problem. If you had strong family structures in these communities of of generational welfare, you wouldn't have generational welfare. Mm -hmm. Because instead of, oh, I fell on some hard times, I'm going to the government for help. I'd be like, hey, if I got laid off tomorrow, I'd go to my brother. I'd go to my mom. You know, I could be like, hey, listen, I need a little bit of help. I'm going to get back on my feet. I'm going to pay you back. You know, help me out, please. But when you don't have that family structure, you don't have that. So you go to the government. Well, someone got on, someone lost their job. So the government should help them out. That's not what the government is for. This is the problem. This is the problem with leftist ideology is they believe that the government is, Government replaces religion. The government replaces God. The government replaces family. And that is the biggest cultural issue that we're having. And that's why you have a generation of people who are not going to college, who are not succeeding, who are not trying to make more money, who are not trying to improve their lives because they just go, well, the government's taking care of me. So why should I do anything? You know what people are missing now? Malls? (laughs) That... Definitely. But my, my father and, and all of his brothers, right, and generations before them, they all knew several different things that made them competitive with their markets. So one is a retired MTA driver, but outside of that, he knew uh, plumbing and a few other things. The other one retired from somewhere else, but he knew electrical work. He always, or all of them, always had something to fall back on. They always had a skill that would put money in their pockets. I had a kid uh, a few months back. I had to teach him how to change the oil on his car because he was going to take the whole oil pan off. Not the little nut where the water, the, the oil pisses into the oil pan. He had a legit cooking pot out there. A small little one thinking I was going to catch all of his little Volkswagen's oil. I was like, what are you doing with a screwdriver? Like, what are you taking off the bottom of your car? He's like, the oil pan so I can change the oil. Yeah, if you want to burn your face off. Oh, my God. I'm a lunatic. (laughs) But that's the other issue is they always like, oh, well, no one can survive on $15 an hour. Stop aiming for minimum wage. 
minimum wage is the biggest problem because it forced if people just go, well, I can earn $15 an hour working at Burger King. So why should I spend money on vocational school or college or whatever you're going for to improve my life when, you know, I should be able to survive on this. But then you live in a state where our tax rate is out of control mm-hmm. and you can't live off of that. And the other thing is, who says that you are entitled to live off $15 an hour and not work two jobs? And like you said, you need to have another skill. I go to people's homes and teach kids sports for $75 an hour on the side. And that pays a big portion of my bills. If I didn't have that skill, I'd be in trouble. But guess what? I made sure when I was in college, listen, I love sports. I love teaching. Let me get a job teaching sports. Oh, there's an opportunity to make extra money on the side. Mm -hmm. Do it. Working a second job is not a bad thing. It's a good thing. It, it, It pushes you to improve yourself and to get extra stuff. And guess what? No one from the government's listening to this anyway. So it's all cash. So guess what? I don't pay on that money. I'm just kidding. I pay taxes on everything. But that's what it is. So if I do 10, if I do 10 lessons a week, all right, to keep the math easy, $750 in my pocket in cash, in cash on top of my job. Working two jobs is not a bad thing. This ridiculousness that someone should be able to just work one job and have a house and four kids is insane. Mm-hmm. You want to work for $15 an hour? Guess what? You're not going to be able to afford a house. You're not going to be able to probably even to afford an apartment without roommates. But that's your choice. Don't work for minimum wage. Go take a civil service test. Go earn a skill. Go to a vocational school. There are places to get money to help you get through school. I just got a bunch of money. In a, in a student loan so I can go to grad school. I didn't have the cash to go to grad school. So guess what? I had to take out a loan. Go to a place that will, there are plenty of places that will give you money. I work in a school. Most of the kids are poor or in poor neighborhoods or, you know, a lot of them are single parent households. Guess what? There's plenty of money out there for you to get, for you to get, for it to help you with education. It's well, a I lie think- to say that education is not accessible to everyone. The fact that the, your education system is broken because they're too busy teaching you how to protest and not teaching you how the government works or a skill. That's a problem. But there is money out there for education. You have to go out and get it. So this lie that education is not accessible to everyone and we have to make college free is garbage. Take out a loan, pay it off. <laughs> everyone, a bunch of babies. <laughs> but Sick like you said, that, that $15 eventually is going to equate to 6 because you have federal taxes. Right now it's at eight. It's like $8. <laughs> You've got your state taxes. You have your city taxes. And then whatever, like if you have a county or whatever you live in, and they want to do their little locality taxes, property taxes, and all of that. And it all drains out of your bank account. And people don't realize that. And you got to take that. You said it's up to eight. Now you have to take your rent money. If, if you're renting, you have to figure in your Metro cards or your gas, depending on how you get around. You have to figure your tolls and insurance, car insurance, how much you pay a month on groceries. If you're, if you got kids and all that other stuff, but all you did was focus on $15. It's not $15 and people never thought of that. That's the biggest issue. And People say, oh, the American dream is dead. The American dream is only dead on the left. Mm-hmm. If you want to work for the minimum and be able to just do whatever the hell you want, yeah, then it's dead. 
But if you're willing to work your ass off and sacrifice, that's what it takes. It takes sacrifice. This nonsense, I think it, I think it was a Toma Lizzo song. It was no, she's something like have it all and no sacrifice. No, no, no. If you want to have it all, you have to make sacrifices. You don't get to sit on your ass and watch TV. I don't can't sit at home playing video games all day or just go, go, go skate and play ice hockey all day and have a job and have, have an apartment and have a girlfriend and be able to do these things. Life is about sacrifice. And if you want to have the American dream, you, ha- some, you might have to bust your ass. And guess what? You might have to work two jobs. You might have to work 65 hours a week because guess what? You weren't born into a family that could afford to pay for you to go to college or you didn't do well enough in school to go to college or you're not good enough to go, you know, be a plumber or an electrician. You have to work a job that doesn't pay you enough money. Guess what? You want to have a house? You better work your ass off. Amen. That's it. Not everyone is given an equal slate. Too bad. You know, I wish Lizzo would sit on her ass, though, instead of showing it to all of us. That's the- no, she needs, <laughs> I am going to get her a Peloton bike membership. People, I am starting a GoFundMe for Lizzo Peloton. It is not sexist. I'm trying to save her life. She's actually very talented. I think she's a great singer. And, but, you know, she. I, I don't want her to die of diabetes. Yeah, exactly. Right. We need to move on. We need to move on. We got a little off track, people. Right. We are moving on. All right. Bail reform. <laughs> the theme of the month, people, is bail reform in New York. And we're back. Staten Island, New York. No. <laughs> you take that back. <laughs> a recidivist offender who was arrested three times in less than two weeks. This seems like a thing. People just keep getting arrested three times. Third time's a charm. Third, third time they finally learned their lesson. <laughs> is that what it is? Three strikes in California, right? Three uh, okay. times in New York. Apparently, he stole a credit card and some weed out of a car and used it for a shopping spree. I mean, come on. That, that's reasonable. I mean, if you're keeping weed visible in your car, someone's going to steal it. Exactly. You're in New York City. Someone's going to steal your weed. But apparently, he also led the police on a high-speed chase and smashed an MTA bus window. And you guessed it, people. He was released without bail on two of three occasions after criminal justice reforms went into effect on January 1st. Apparently, the Staten Island DA's office said that before bail reform, he most definitely would have been placed on bail. They would not have just released him based off even the first offense where he just broke into the car. So this is I'm going to I'm going to shout this dude out because he's insane. I want to know what the hell. You don't even know who this is so they can steer clear of him. If you know this dude, please get him some help. 20, 25, 25 years old. Oh my God. 25 year old Emeka Aduba. I wonder where he's from. Budabuka. It's not, it's, I'm not being racist. I'm just, I wonder, I wonder where he's from. He sounds a very like a crash name. mask. Uh, yeah. Apparently, this started on November 27th when he stole credit cards and weed from a 2011 Jeep Grand Cherokee in Mariner's Harbor before going on a shopping excursion at Jimmy Jazz inside of the Staten Island Mall. This is just (laughs) the latest of the complete nonsense that is New York bail reform. The fact that the Democrats in charge have not repealed this is completely insane. Um, If anyone... If anyone knows a lawyer, I'm not in trouble. I'm not in trouble. Um, we, are looking, we are looking to take some action on this because this is completely insane. This is now taking precedence over making Nassau County a sanctuary county. This is an imminent danger to the civilian population. 
Um, we are looking to draft a letter or draft a petition. If anyone does know somebody, please email us at or email me at evan at empirestateconservativenetwork.com. Um, we want to start getting this going because this needs to be taken care of. This is completely insane. The fact that you are letting most of these people are mentally unwell. That's what's going on here is a lot mm-hmm. of crimes are committed by people who are mentally ill. And the only way they actually get help is by getting arrested and being placed in psychiatric care or being yeah. placed in jail or prison where they then get psychiatric care. By just allowing these people to walk out, they're not going to not commit more crimes. This mm-hmm. is what they do. These people are not well in the head. This isn't some kid who was just, oh, you know, I wanted a candy bar. And I, I you know, I bet impulse control because I'm 16, so I stole a candy bar. These are people who are committing assault. These are people who are breaking into cars. This guy was driving 90 miles per hour on a New York City highway. If anyone's ever been on a New York City highway, it's kind of hard to drive 90 miles an hour. There are a lot of cars in New York City. It's hard to drive 60 miles an hour. Right. It's hard to drive 20 miles an hour. So this, while it's not a violent offense, it's extremely dangerous. And Professor Giordano said this, they're letting people out who are distributing fentanyl. How many people are going to die from drug overdoses in New York this year? It's an Mm -hmm. epidemic. So you're letting people out who are dealing drugs, who who are doing stuff like this, leading police on high speed chases. And while it's not violent, oh, they are actually letting in people out who are committing violent crimes. But while that's not a violent crime, it's extremely dangerous to the population. So this is something, Tack, I know you used to live in Staten Island. How, like, this has got to hit just, like, the deepest part of your soul. It does. I I love Staten Island. I really do. Like, Mariner's Harbor is not the nicest place on Staten Island. It's also not like the straight up hood, you know what I mean? It's not Stapleton projects. But yes, you're not I know gonna... these places living in Nassau County. <laughs> it's you're you're not going to get the most dangerous of thugs out of Mariners Harbor, but you will get some potheads that will bash your car window. So and... it's not the projects from the first purge? No. Okay, no. good. I wanted to clarify that because I saw that movie and I was like, wow, this place is crazy how many guns they have. That's the projects from the first purge is probably like Soundview projects in the Bronx. I That's what you want to I grew up in Soundview <laughs> in Port Washington, in North Shore of Long Island. <laughs> it's the same, right? Wrong side of New York. <laughs> Across the sound. But I, I really would like to know what kind of weed was he smoking when he just ran up to a bus and bash the window. <laughs> I think it's that, that thing that looks like a crystal. Um, I think it's pronounced meth. <laughs> it's just some strong ass weed, right? <laughs> Maybe but this was- is the problem. This is the problem when you're soft on criminals. We had this issue before Giuliani. Giuliani and Pataki came in, and this is what happens in New York. So for those of you who don't know, New York, since New York City has such a high population, they like to vote Democrat. Mm-hmm. And the Democrats destroy everything. And then everyone goes, oh, my God, we have to do something. And the Republicans used to come in and go, don't worry, we're going to be tough on crime. Yes, let's vote Republican. They're going to be tough on crime. That's a good idea. We should be tough on criminals because they're destroying the city. And then the Republicans fix everything because they stop spending so much money and letting people out of jail and doing all these stupid things like decriminalizing drugs. Sorry, libertarians. <laughs> but people who Sorry, sell Andrew crack. Yang. 
Yeah, <laughs> or Andrew Yang, who's probably, is he still around busting in people's mouths? That's not a gay joke. That's not a gay joke, people. Please do not, do not cancel us. Do not shadow ban us anymore. We can't get past it. That was not a gay joke. He actually did that. Mm-hmm. But this is what happens. And then everyone goes, oh, my God, everything's so great. We can vote Democrat again. And she's like, what the f- are you doing? And the Democrats come in and they ruin everything. So this is what happened then. New York's going to get really bad before it gets any better until people wake up and realize that, well, besides the fact that the state GOP is in complete shambles, they're not running real real Republican candidates by any stretch of the imagination. Um, that's a whole nother episode. But, you know, you, please do not vote for rhinos just because they're Republicans. You're better off not voting and sending the message to the Republican Party that you don't approve of their candidates rather than voting for a rhino. Because people like Mark Molinaro do not represent Republican or conservative values by any stretch of the imagination. But this is what happens. So the Democrats ruin everything and the Republicans come in and clean it up. And then, you know, they vote Democrat again and everything goes to crap. But you can't baby criminals. These are not children. This is what the left wants to do. They want to treat us all like we're children and we're not. I'm almost 32 years old. I am not a child. I'm responsible for my own life. If I make a mistake, the government should not be there to fix it for me. I should have to clean up my goddamn room. Exactly. That's it. Ricky Rebel exactly. said it. Jordan Peterson says it all the time. Clean your effing room. It is your responsibility as an adult to take charge of your life. Stop blaming other people. Stop depending on other people. If you don't have a support system, guess what? Too goddamn bad. Put on your big boy pants. Be your own support. Fix your shit. I'm still dealing with stuff, like real life issues, from things, mistakes that I made five and six years ago. And fixing it, it may be very, a very slow, painful process as a grown ass man. And I'm sitting back like, why did I have that mindset at that age when I should have been mature enough to know better? But I'm fixing them and I'm fixing them myself. Maybe my, my dad stepped in and offered his two cents. And if he could help, he helped. But at the end of the day, I didn't look at big daddy government and say, hey, I need you to come in and step, uh, step in, fix everything that I fucked up myself. It was my fault. And that's what the, this guy that decided he wanted to break in, smoke some weed, smash a bus window, run from the cops. He's going to be dealing with that 40 years from now. Every time he goes to, if he, by happenstance, gets his life together, every time he goes to apply for a job, that's going to come up on his record. He'll never get a job where he has some kind of of retirement plan outside of a 401k. He'll never have a pension because his decision was to break into a car, steal a credit card, steal weed, uh, mess up city property, and then run from the police. Now he has to deal with that. He'll probably be a, a janitor, not at a school, but like at some church somewhere getting $5 an hour under the radar. He can work for the Bernie Sanders campaign. That's true, yeah. <laughs> and burn down cities. <laughs> but, but this is the problem is we want to treat everyone like they're children and everyone wants to be babied. But I think one of the best quotes that I ever heard is pray not for e- pray not for easier lives. Pray to be stronger men. 
So don't ask not to have challenges presented to you. Ask for the strength to overcome those challenges because that's how you live a fulfilled life. Mm-hmm. If you want an easy life, don't have kids. Don't move out of your parents' house. Live at home, work a part-time job, and depend on your parents until they die. That's going to give you an easy stress, stress, stressless, I guess, <laughs> stressless life, stress-free, <laughs> stress-free life. But you won't feel fulfilled exactly. because accomplishment comes from struggle, from going through something. One of the, even though I'm not in law enforcement anymore, one of my, the biggest things that I feel I did for myself was to go through the police academy because by being able to get through those 20 weeks, I prove to myself that there's almost nothing that I can't do if I put my mind to it. From day one, from day one, being out in that parking lot when they're throwing flashbang grenades <laughs> and having us at 7 a.m. in you know the up push-up position for 10 minutes straight and you're dropping to the ground and you're getting screamed at. To get from that moment to walking across the stage and shaking the, um, the chief, uh, chief of my department's hand, it's it makes you believe in yourself. Mm-hmm. And this fact that people want to just be handed things, you're never going to feel any sense of accomplishment. Exactly. And I think that's a big thing that's missing from the, a bit, it's missing from the left. It really is because the left has pushed this socialism, communism nonsense where the government is now supposed to hand you things. And that is taking away from the American spirit and it is taking away from what I think is not even just the American spirit from the human soul. In general, I think it's a big part of being a human being is is surviving adversity and be coming out better on the other side. Uh, I love that quote because you know what I'm saying that only the strongest survive, and there's a reason why only the strongest survive. I, I read, uh, is it the way of men? Yes, let's and go with so, yes. <laughs> so we know that male lions, for example. If they enter into a, a pride and they find a wife or they, they find a mate, rather, and the mate already has kids, he's going to just massacre whatever kids isn't his because he wants his DNA to be placed out there. He wants his DNA to be the strongest, most aggressive DNA that will make the, the pride successful. If you're praying to be a stronger person, a stronger individual, you can then take your strengths and pass it down to the generation that comes below you. And what they're going to do is they're going to take your strengths that you pass down to them and build upon it as they develop their own. So instead of wanting an easier life, if you be a stronger person and you go against your adversities, that's what you're doing. You're making the generations that come after you stronger generations, smarter generations, more attentive generations, and they'll be better products to society than anything that came before us. And that should be everyone's goal. And that's a big reason why, and I love to quote C.T. Fletcher on this, if you're sitting on your, sitting on your couch eating bonbons, talking shit, <laughs> you know, you're not going to feel good about yourself. There's a, listen, as we always, Everyone wants to talk about body positivity and loving yourself. Yes, please love yourself. Because if you love yourself, as I always say, you'll try to improve yourself. Mm -hmm. If you hate yourself, you're going to be like, well, I'm a piece of shit. Why should I improve myself? Mm -hmm. But the 
people who hate themselves the most are people who sit around doing nothing. The people who sit on their couch eating chips and, and watch TV all day because they've accomplished nothing. Working for something and accomplishing something gives you a sense of self-worth. Self, self-worth. Sorry, people. I'm just like fried today. Um, it gives you a sense of self-worth. And that's important to have. And that should come from work. It shouldn't come from the government handing you something mm-hmm. or handing you a job or going, well, you should be, you know, you should be in charge of this part of the oil company. So here's a job, even though, you know, you're 18 years old, but we've determined that this is the job for you. That's not the way human beings operate. And there's a reason why communism always fails. And there's a reason why people in Iran are protesting in the streets and people in Hong Kong are protesting in the streets and Venezuela are protesting against the government, even though they have no way to fight back is because these types of government go against human nature. Human nature is about freedom and about living life the way that you believe you should be able to. And it will never work. Communism will never work. Socialism will never work because it can't work. It's impossible. Human beings are all about how do I think that I should live my life? What's my view on this? What's my view on that? It's the same thing. The gun debate will never end. The abortion debate will never end mm-hmm. because people have different views on it. And regardless of what your view is on it, that's fine. You're entitled to your opinion. Guess what? Freedom of speech. That's it. And people need to get over that. The fact that people are going to disagree with you. But hum- humanity will never be this kumbaya tribe of people sitting in a drum circle holding hands and mm-hmm. money is gone and competition is gone and you know women will go after the unfunny guy with no personality who's 300 pounds and his acne all over his face as opposed to the alpha male who's in really good shape and good looking and has an awesome beard and wears really cool hats and awesome t-shirts i mean it's just not gonna be that way we have to understand human nature and communism and socialism go against this so let's get on to the last topic before we get to how dare you. This is going to be one of the longest episodes we've ever had because we just keep going off. But the epitome of leftist derangement, before we even get to how dare you, the view. I didn't think they could get any worse. I really didn't. I thought the view was just at the rock bottom of what they could be with the pure garbage that they've been spewing over forever since their inception. Mostly Joy Behar. <laughs> Joy Behar is pure trash. All right, Joy Behar, if you would like to come on the show and debate me on the fact that you're pure trash, I gladly welcome you to come on the show, and I will debate you on this. You are pure trash. You really are. You're, you're just garbage. And Donald Trump Jr. owned all of you when he was on your show. <laughs> Shout out to Donald Trump Jr. Okay? If you haven't heard his interview on Ladder with Crowder, I think it's a, it's a bunch of episodes ago, but it's really good. It's about his appearance on The View. It is a very, very good episode. As much as I don't like to plug other shows, definitely go listen, go listen to that. But apparently, white nationalist Richard Spencer, I'm going to repeat that, white nationalist, a.k.a. racist, a.k.a. you know, Nazi, a.k.a. Klansman, you know, Richard Spencer. Shouts out to Richard Spencer. Exactly. You know, this is a person who is literally, he is a racist. He believes that white people are better than all other people simply because they're white. This is who this person is. He is a racist. Richard Spencer, racist. Hates Donald Trump because he has not done anything that Richard Spencer wants him to do. And guess what? The View took the side of Richard Spencer 
simply for the fact that he was bashing Trump. So instead of backing Trump and going against a known racist and white supremacist, The View decided to decide with the white supremacist against Donald Trump. Tech, honestly, what? I, 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 I'm, I'm done. I, I, I have nothing else to say. How is this show not canceled? How is this show still on the air? They blatantly said they agree with a white supremacist against Donald Trump. I got to say I'm really disappointed in Whoopi Goldberg right now. Uh, one of my I've favorite movies. I've been disappointed movies. in her since Eddie came out. One of my favorite movies is always going to be Ghost. And that's what I'm always going to remember her for, followed by Hey. And I was really proud to see her sit down with the, the Proud Boys and really listen to them and find grounds of agreement, also grounds for disagreement. And I, I thought was, that was going to be a turning point. I thought she was going to come out and just be exactly. a like kind of middle of the road and understanding. That's not what happened. And the fact that she didn't get as loud and boisterous with the literal white supremacist being seated in front of her as she's gotten with conservatives, I was really disappointed. That would have been my chance to grandstand and make this dude look like a retard. I'm not mad. I'm just disappointed. (laughs) Anyone who has a Jewish mother knows that's way worse than her being angry. (laughs) Please yell at me. Don't be disappointed. Please (laughs) scream in my face. You can hit me too. (laughs) Or for the old school Jews, you got to show them what a fish pee, okay? Oh, God. (laughs) But, yes, that was her moment to really put things in perspective for somebody like Joy Behar and for the rest of her cast members. Oh, you mean Joy Behar who dressed up as a black woman? Well, yeah, that's true, right? (laughs) Hey, I'm sorry, but... I think I was in fourth or fifth grade and I wanted to be Barry Sanders for Halloween and my mom wouldn't let me do it because she knew better. Shout out to Barry Sanders, still possibly the best running back of all time. Amen. But I, I don't know what's gotten into the left where they call us all white supremacists or porch monkeys or whatever the name for me would be. Uh, they just call Uncle me, Tom. they just call me Chew. Well, <laughs> no, real quick, funny story. So, uh, my son's talking about my fiance, and he's like, um, "How did that? How did that Palestinian know that she was a jewel? Not a jewel, <laughs> a jewel." <laughs> oh my god! But dude, I'm sorry. I must I, because just because you said Palestinian, I have to tell us. I might be the pettiest person in America. I might be. So when I went, I went to school, I went to SUNY Farmingdale and I took Arabic because I wanted, I was, I did criminal justice. I wanted to get into law enforcement and they told me Arabic will help you if you want to work, you know, for a bigger government agency or TSA or something like that. Um, so at the time I was like, all right, you know, let me do whatever it takes, honestly, to, to try to get a, to try to get a better job. So I took Arabic and my teacher loved me. She did. I think she was Lebanese. She loved me. She's like, oh my God, you're Jewish. So you know Hebrew? And I was like, yes, I know Hebrew so well. I've definitely, <laughs> I've definitely studied Hebrew since my bar mitzvah. <laughs> like, all right, so you'll have a little bit of an easier time kind of understanding how the letters work and everything. I was like, all right, good. And I did. Then it turns out 
second semester, there's a girl in our class who decided she needed to tell everyone that she was Palestinian. Besides the fact that Palestine's not a country, never has been a country. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, me being the pettiest person in the world, took my IDF t-shirt and I wore <laughs> it every Tuesday. And I made sure I got there five minutes early. And I made sure I sat in the seat in front of her so that when she walked in the room, she had to walk past me in my IDF t-shirt. How dare you? (laughs) Did she ever say anything? Not one goddamn word. (laughs) You know why? Because scoreboard people. Israel (laughs) 1, Palestine (laughs) 0. Giants 2, Patriots (laughs) 0. Just got to throw that out there. But Joy Bayard and, and um, Whoopi Goldberg, I don't, I don't know. I have no words for that. You it's, know? it's pure garbage, dude. That's all, that's all it really is. It's the pure deterioration of the American left. And it's been going on for a while. It, it, it really kind of came out when people started criticizing Obama for his policies mm-hmm. and for the fact that he was supporting crack dealers and their families over police when – you know, the whole Michael Brown shooting, I think, was one of the biggest things. Um, Trayvon Martin was kind of a different scenario. Um, George Zimmerman is a giant piece of garbage. So whether or not he was right or wrong based on the facts, he was justified in the shooting. Yeah. But he's still a giant piece of garbage, and that was a very murky situation. Mm-hmm. But Michael Brown was a pretty straightforward situation. And based on witnesses and all the evidence, Michael Brown tried to murder a police officer in his own car yeah. simply for trying to do his job and got shot and killed for it. And as you know, as this is going to sound, kind of deserved it. You know, don't don't be that guy. But the fact that he, when Darren Wilson was exonerated, wasn't even charged with anything, and all this evidence came out, and he still refused to stand by Officer mm-hmm. Wilson and still invited Michael Brown's family to the White House. Honestly, that was, I feel like that was one of the big turning points where it was, it doesn't matter what the truth is. It matters how you feel about yep. things. And I think that's one of the biggest issues that the left has. And honestly, this is just another step downward for them. And what was really crazy is you could see the culture that he was raised in, um, meaning Michael Graham. His dad seemed like he was legitimately pained by the situation. He was hurt. And that's all he should be. Exactly. If my son was a piece of trash and got shot and killed by the police, I would still be upset. That's still my son. Exactly. But on the flip side, you look at the the stepfather. I don't know if they were actually married or what. I doubt it. The mother's boyfriend, probably husband. I'm getting us in so much trouble with everything I'm saying. (laughs) This guy's standing on top of the car yelling, burn this bitch down, inciting riots. But that's what the left does. It goes back to Rodney King. Listen, Rodney King didn't get to deserve to get his ass beat like he did, but he deserves something. You're mm-hmm. driving high as shit. You attacked a bunch of cops while you're high, and you were driving about 120 miles an hour. Listen, did they go overboard? Yeah, they probably went overboard. <laughs> All right, I'm not, I'm not exonerating that by any stretch of the imagination. But Rodney King was not an innocent person. Can't we all just get along? I've said it once. I've said it a million times. You can have a situation where you have two pieces of garbage. George Zimmerman and Trayvon Martin, Mm -hmm. two pieces of garbage. Rodney King. Just met each other. Giant piece of garbage. 
they the LAPD cops went overboard. I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and say it. they went overboard. I'm not saying they weren't justified in using force, but when you got three dudes kicking a guy in the head while he's down, you you got <laughs> your training needs to kind of stop you before you get to that point. I've been through the training. You need to stop yourself before you're just mercilessly beating the guy in the street. And then at, at those but this points, is what they do. And then you burn down a city in defense of these people. And Baltimore too. The Baltimore riots for Freddie Gray. This guy's a crack dealer. How many li- how many people did he kill? How many lives did he ruin? How many families did he break up? How mm-hmm. many people did he shoot in the streets over crack? Come on, people. Let's be real. Mm-hmm. You don't burn down a city for these people. You don't burn down a city for anything. You burn down your own businesses. You burn down your own neighborhoods. That's insane. Oh, well, they're angry. No, they're insane. Then complain that there's no opportunity. I've never burned down my own house. (laughs) There's no opportunity here. I don't understand why nobody's moving into my neighborhood and bringing businesses for me to work at. I don't have education. I'm low skilled, but why is Amazon not coming here? It's not they the crack and the guns and the violence and the drugs. That's definitely not it. Because they're, they're, Amazon's definitely not going into Mariner's Harbor. I'm just saying that now. Don't say that, Tack. That's racist. <laughs> Even the, the freaking white dudes that live in Mariner's Harbor are pretty damn hood. If you ever heard of OT The Real from Philly, I'm not messing with anybody named OT The Real. Uh, don't, don't bring Philadelphia <laughs> into this podcast, please. <laughs> Goddamn Flyers fans. <laughs> I won't stand for it, Tack. All right, before we get to how dare you, Tack, um, apparently your illustrious Governor Northam is trying to be even worse than Cuomo. If you're not, if you're not watching, um, the new Six Semper Tyranna shirt um, has Cuomo dressed as a baby with a pile of crap on his head, stepping on our rights. Um, please go buy it, EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. It is an amazing shirt. And I'm, I love that shirt. I could, I would wear it to work. Um, but Northam has declared a state of emergency and banned all weapons in the cap in uh, Richmond in, um, in advance of this 2A rally. So apparently he hasn't realized that legal gun owners are still not the problem and is trying to ban guns from a pro-Second Amendment rally. So any information you want to share with the people on this before so, we get to how dare you? There's, there's two things I would like to share. And one, he declared a state of emergency. What the hell is the emergency? The emergency is that he crapped his pants and he <laughs> needs someone to help clean him up. He's like, okay, 90 out of 95 counties, hundreds of people are going to be here. Everybody's defying my iron fist that I thought I would rule with. So now I have to deny people from being able to carry guns in the Capitol, whatever. But he said the reason why he did it was because he's seen a whole bunch of out-of-state militias on um, social media saying that they were going to come and and use violent tactics once they got here. And I can attest to that. I've seen and unfollowed a crap ton of people who are saying, oh, we're going to go down to Virginia and make heads roll and it's about time that we start standing up to these leftists and start spilling blood. So many people I've seen say that. And for those people, I like to say, we have made enormous progress here in Virginia, just us being the people and having outsiders wanting to step in and talking all of that trash. I'm not saying anything against malicious because obviously we have the second amendment that permits that. 
But when you see the fact that we are actually making progress within our cities and within our counties, then let us finish making that progress. If you want to show up and support and keep pushing us in the right direction, do that. Show up, support, keep pushing us in the right direction. But when you're sitting on social media, you have federal agencies watching you saying that you're going to kill elected officials. You don't think the government's going to move to protect itself? Now, anybody that, like myself, decided that they were going to open carry and display their Second Amendment rights, because Virginia still is a right to carry state, you just messed up my chance of doing that. And that's what these people don't see and that they don't realize. And you're giving these things like Every Town and Moms Demand Action, both of which are just complete Bloomberg bullshit organizations, mm-hmm. you're giving them ammunition to, to push back against you. And this is what the left has done with gun rights is they claim that it's for public safety. So when you come down and turn what was going to be a peaceful rally in support of our Second Amendment rights and start going, we're going to start, you know, we're going to make heads roll. That's the wrong message to send. Then you're exactly you're just like Kyle, Jer- oh, whatever the hell his name is. <laughs> Kyle, I just started growing a man beard, you know, Bernie Sanders campaign supporter. You're you're doing the same tactics they are. And we're better than that. We don't exactly. need to come in and be like, no, you know, we have a rally. We're going to come in with guns. No, what we're going to do is you come for my guns. We're going to have a problem. I'm going to show up and I'm going to support my rights. And if you try to step to me, then we're going to have a problem. You don't go looking for trouble. If exactly. trouble comes, you handle it. That is the American way. You come trying to take our stuff. It's going to be a problem. We did in 1776. We can do it again, but you don't do it unnecessarily. You don't start an armed conflict. Exactly. You let them start it. Right. If they the come second for the guns, they come that's for a different story. <laughs> I'm not saying they'll they come for the guns and you just let them take it. I'm saying you don't start going, well, we're going to start taking out politicians. That's not the way to go. And the, if they the come to your door, you fight it. The government fight it legally, you fight it however you need to fight it. But you don't start exactly. saying stupid nonsense on social media because it gives the left all the ammunition. Everyone in the middle who doesn't know anything about gun rights or about gun ownership or, gu- or statistics in terms of gun violence is gonna, are going to go, well, these are legal gun owners, and look how violent they're being. They shouldn't mm-hmm. be able to have guns. And then now you're losing the fight. Exactly. Because the majority of, majority of Americans are in the middle. It's 15% on either end. And then everything else is in the middle. So we need the average American to be on our side. And you're not going to win it by starting shit. Again, someone start. I, I, this is what I was always told by my stepdad. Someone starts a fight with you, you end it. Mm-hmm. And I did. <laughs> but don't start a fight. If it doesn't have to be a fight. It's not a fight. If you can handle it with words, handle it with words. Exactly. If it can't be handled with words, you better goddamn win. Exactly. 100% agree. I love your stepdad. Never met him. <laughs> but, rest, rest in peace. Yes, rest in peace. The, the government is set up to where we can avoid conflicts like that. And the next step from here is with the Virginia Civil Liberties and all of that, 
is if he still denies the fact that he sees that 90 out of 95 counties declare itself either constitutional counties or Second Amendment sanctuaries, if he ignores it and pushes forth with his plans and the rest of them, Aline Fisher, whatever the heck her name is, the first, she was celebrated as the first Jewish woman to take the house and blah, 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 whatever. If they we all don't claim her. Us, I'm sorry. We don't claim her. If she's not, support, <laughs> if she's not supporting our right, first of all, I, I'm sorry to get on this tangent, but if you're Jewish and you don't support private gun ownership, you're an idiot. What the hell Amen. do you think? What the hell do you think happened during the Holocaust? Amen. Like really? How do you think they loaded a bunch of an entire six mil over six million people because six million were killed? How do you think they loaded over six million people into boxcars to death camps and took all their property? They took away their ability to defend themselves. So I'm sorry. If you are a Jewish American and you don't believe in private gun ownership, you're a moron. And I don't like to say that often on this because I think that most people are entitled to their opinions. But I've had many members of my family killed during the Holocaust. I will never give up my ability to defend myself. That is not going to happen. Exactly. Uh, I 100% agree because then that's my family too. You know what I mean? But – you have the these these people that that are stirring that unrest, and then now it's making it unfair for me, a person who decided that they were going to show up in Richmond, openly carrying, sacrificing the fact that I could I can't step into the actual buildings to make any kind of speeches. I have to stay on the outside. Now I can't even show my my Second Amendment rights. But, but now you can go make a speech. Exactly. So wearing the, the "Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom" shirt. <laughs> That's what I plan on doing. But the, um, the next step, the next direction is to take, it, take the fight to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court is set up perfectly for us right now. So where anything that the, go- that the governor does could very well and very possibly be struck down as unconstitutional. That we don't have to go out and, and start making heads roll and spilling blood and, and all this other stuff that I'm seeing people say on Instagram and other forms of social media. That's where we stand. I mean, it, it's really ridiculous. And Northam is just like, it, it, we've said it before on the show. He is nuts. The He's fact shaking that, in his boots. First of all, New York, I'm calling on you right now. The fact that Virginia, 90 out of 95 or second amendment sanctuaries, and all we have is Western New York. I'm sorry. I'm calling on you, New York, right now. We need to step our game up. But the fact that Northam, against his opposition, keeps doubling down, keeps going for this gun confiscation. Mm-hmm. This dude is signing his way out of office exactly. for the next election because I guarantee you he will not be reelected. When you have all 90 of 95 counties, people, 90 of 95. He's not getting reelected. He's literally signing his way out of office. This dude's ridiculous. And this it's, it's, it's not just Republicans. It's not just people on the right. I know. I know liberals <laughs> who are for who are for gun ownership. Mm-hmm. One, of, one of the guys I play hockey with is a giant leftist. Not like a super leftist. He's a big liberal. He's an actual liberal. So it's like it's socially liberal and does believe in government programs. But he's not like a communist or a socialist or any mm-hmm. of that. He is super into gun rights. This dude, I'm not going to say his name because I don't want to give him an issue. This dude has non-SAFE Act compliant firearms. 
because he <laughs> believes in gun rights. Yet he, he listen. There's no explanation for it. But even people who aren't Republicans or conservatives believe in gun rights because they're not idiots. The hey, people th- need to be armed. Thank God we're not in the gulags because they beat that information out of hey, you right they now. They are not as bad <laughs> as the CIA said they were. You are the living wage, and they only beat you and raped you twice a day. How dare you? Only twice? I want three times. Only 60% of the people starve to death. Joseph Stalin killed over 10 million people, by the way. Gulags weren't that bad. Morons. If you vote for Bernie Sanders, please unfriend me. And never speak to me in person, because we have nothing to talk about. Gulags weren't that bad. Breadlines are good. Ridiculous. Stalin killed more people than Hitler. And Mao killed more people than both of them. Communism works. Idiots. All right. Let's get to how dare you, because this is officially the longest episode we've ever done, and I don't edit anything out. I'm, I'm going to let you introduce this, but apparently we have Salem Salami, <laughs> which is, I thought, was a Massachusetts deli. How dare I'm not you? Gonna lie. Welcome to Salem Salami. <laughs> Would you like a cotton It was a Brooklyn, it was like a Jewish, old Jewish woman's accent. <laughs> Fran Drescher hey, shouts out to him. Salem Salami. We got Wickham, <laughs> Wicked Awesome Sandwiches. Zach, I'm going to let you bring this in before we get... But, yes. Salem Salami. The, what is he, a sheik or whatever, mullah, whatever the heck he is. Whatever his title is or whatever ranks they go by, I don't know. I thought it was this small guy, business. <laughs> this, this, this guy, Salem Salami, decides he wants to sit up there and chew his way into a history lesson where he's oh, saying I'm like that. A, like a mother, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm sorry. This is ridiculous. I can't get over. I can't get over this. Salem salami. Look, look, Salem. Come is it? I mean, is, is this? Great, I didn't get it out yet. <laughs> is this Great Neck Ruben? Is like that the next dude that's coming up with this? You can show up at your local Arby's and buy the new Salem salami. Pensacola meth? Like, come on, what are these real people? Salem Salami decided he's going to sit on his high horse and say the reason why Europeans killed Native Americans is because the Native Americans were Muslim. I give up. I'm done. I want off. I want off this planet. (laughs) We're all born Muslim, if you didn't know. Because Muslim, Islam, is the oldest religion on Earth. (laughs) So what he states... And, and what he teaches is the fact that the Spanish called Native American religious sites mosques. But you also have to remember that at the time of Christopher Columbus, they were just getting over that whole time frame where the Moors was ruling over Spain. And mind you, the only reason that the Moors ruled over Spain was because Spain at the time was pretty much just getting over a civil war, like infighting, royal infighting. So they were completely ignoring the fact that the Moors were on their borders and launching what seemed like small attacks from pirates before they said, hey, we have a real chance to go and take over Spain. Wait, so you're saying that there were Islamic extremists launching attacks on a country? Yes. I've, I've never heard of that before. 
It's been happening since way before 1492, baby. Let's spread the caliphate now, okay? How dare you? Were they, Hil- were, they, if, were they Hezbollah? Was Ilhan Omar there? If Hillary hears this, she's going to say that any attack in the future was done because of this show and that Native Americans were really Muslims. But when they, when they came over here, they supposedly used the influence from the Arabic language on the Spanish language and called the religious sites of Native Americans, the Taino uh, Indians in Puerto Rico, saying that they worshipped in mosques. And that must mean, by any chance, that they were Muslims. How so the... So what he's saying is that European European colonialism and the people who did this were super intelligent and knew exactly what was going on 100% of the time. Yes. He could never make a mistake. <laughs> exactly. So I could I could go to to I could be born and raised in Israel. Never have seen a Buddhist worship in a Buddhist temple. And I could just go there and, and writing in my journal, and all I know is the word synagogue, and I could say, oh, the Buddhist monk walked into, I don't know, the synagogue? <laughs> what do I call this? Oh, <laughs> I mean, is this what we're up against? This is insane nonsense. Oh, my God. Honestly, How this dare you, Salem? There, there, there's a lot of stupid crap going on, and we're going to have some more of this coming up. But, I mean, come on. This guy's a moron. How did a sheik get the name Salem anyway? Isn't that a place in Massachusetts? He's from Massachusetts. Come on. <laughs> it's a bunch of, it's a, his mother's a witch. It's, did his dad wake up one day and was like, oh, Salem. Oh, God. All right, Burn guys. the witches. But we need to get out of here before this gets too out of hand. If you like the show, if you didn't like the show, don't really care. If you didn't like it, please piss off. But if you did like the show, please share. Like and subscribe on all of our platforms. We are everywhere. Anchor FM, Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, everywhere. Please listen, rate, and subscribe. It helps us out a lot. Please visit our store at EmpireStateConservativeNetwork.com slash store. We have all the stuff. We have Guns and Freedom. We have Six Semper Trans. We have the Don't Let Fear Take Your Freedom t-shirts. Please, guys, that all that stuff goes back into helping us fix New York, into helping spread our message, and to waking people up. For that, I'm Evan. That's Tack. Jeffrey Epson didn't kill himself, and don't let fear take your freedom. Mm-hmm.